You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Sarah. And I'm Abby. Today we're going to talk about Halloween, but first let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, Sarah? A couple weekends ago, I ran my first 5K in more than 14 years. (laughs) Ooh. It was really fun. I have categorized myself in the past as a person who cannot run outside because when I have tried before, it's hurt my knees or my shins. I've been running a lot at the gym on the treadmill, so I felt like I had the endurance, but I wasn't sure about changing the surface and was fully prepared going in that I might end up walking rather than running. But I felt great the whole time. It has inspired me to want to incorporate more outside walks slash runs, and I hope to do it again sometime. So cool. What is new with you, friend? I finally got the roof back on the chicken coop. Yay! The chicken coop work never ends. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it has now. Oh, man. I hope so. Listeners will remember that a tree took out the roof of the chicken coop. I left it up for a while and found a great local place to order the roofing material I need, and it came in, but I couldn't fit it in our car, so I had to Hmm. rent a U-Haul van. Oh, my. Okay. To go get it. Brought it back. It sat in our garage floor for a long time because it was really hot. And without Mm -hmm. the tree there anymore, it's now really sunny in that spot. Yeah. So it was going to be really hot in the afternoon when I would have been working on it. And I just wanted to leave the broken roof on so the chickens could have shade. Right. So I got it together, got the old roof off, and then I stalled on the project again. So I just put a tarp over it. (laughs) But we were about to go out of town, and I did not want to leave the roof Mm. just tarped while we were gone. Right. So my mom is here this week. She had the kids for the whole afternoon. I did the roof. I felt so annoyed that I was still working on the chicken coop. Andrew got home. He was like, it looks great, babe. I was like, I hate it. I never want to work on it again. I hate it so much. But it's done. It does look good. And may it be intact until we leave this house. (laughs) Indeed. High five to you, friend, for getting it done. Thank you. Now let's talk about what we've been reading. What's your latest book, Sarah? I read and loved The Inheritance Games by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. I found this from a list on the library's website about fun YA mysteries. This is a genre that I am very much exploring and enjoying. The basic premise is there is a girl named Kylie who gets called to the will reading of a Texas billionaire she's never met, and then finds out that he left her his estate rather than his children and grandchildren. That's my dream. (laughs) (laughs) Right? No one knows why, but the person who died loved riddles and games. And so the four grandsons that are all right around her age are trying to solve the mystery that they each got a letter at the will reading, and they're following these clues to try and figure out what message their grandfather was sending by giving Kylie all of the estate. Hmm. It's really fast-paced. I had been in a reading slump, and this made reading fun again and got me back on the reading train. Love it. I gave it four stars on Goodreads, but it was almost five. Hmm. The sequel just came out in September, and I am on the holds list for it. Can't wait for it to come in. I think in the end it will be a trilogy, that there's Mm -hmm. one more to come next year. If you are looking for a fun YA mystery, this is it. Love it. Go get it and read it. Got to put it on my list right now. Mm -hmm. What are you reading? 
I listened to Cantoras by Carolina de Robertis. This is an epic novel set in Uruguay, which is Uruguay. I had no idea how to pronounce it till I listened to this book. And the story follows five queer women who are friends who buy a beach shanty together during military rule that started in 1977 there. So it's around that time when it starts and then it comes all the way through present day. So the dictatorship being dismantled, lots and lots of things changing about the social political climate there. And then at the same time, you follow the storylines of these five women. Fascinating. Yes. It was so beautiful. Also, I knew nothing about Uruguay, so listening to this one was a continuation of the theme, Abby gets a history lesson from fiction, (laughs) which I always appreciate. I often feel ridiculous that I don't know it, but always so thankful that I do know more by the time I'm done reading these books. Agreed. The other thing this book really made me notice is how heteronormative most of the fiction that I read is. Mm -hmm. And so that was a good eye opener. I really appreciate that perspective and I'm going to try to diversify my reading in that way. Yeah. So I would recommend it. The audiobook is read by the author, which is really interesting for fiction. And she did a great job. So I'd recommend it listening to. Let's move on to our topic for today. Halloween. We'll start by talking about our Halloweens growing up. What was that like for you, Sarah? Generally really fun. Loved getting all the candy. Loved going around the neighborhood. Really enjoyed eating all of my candy within a couple of days. I was not one of the kids who would slowly go through it. Not my style. As a family, we didn't do a ton of specific Halloween things outside of the traditional trick-or-treating on the night of Halloween. Mm Mm-hmm. My sister really loved Halloween. She's always loved scary stories and creepy things, and she was into it. So she spent some of her own money to buy Halloween decorations for our porch Mm, so that we could have a little more festivity around the holiday. At least that's my memory of it. When we're reflecting back on these things, I'm like, is this accurate? Do I remember that correctly? Who knows? It's fine. This is our podcast. We get to tell it how we think that it was. Family will call in with corrections if need be. So (laughs) totally. Early on, I feel like I had some pretty traditional costumes. And then once I got into middle elementary, I remember a couple of more random things like being a book and using poster board. And then I would open the title and (laughs) there would be a page in there it said on the front a scary story and then I opened it and it said boo and then on the back it said the end (laughs) really liked that one I was also the alphabet once where I got a black sheet and then just put all the letters of the alphabet and puffy paint all over it those are the ones that stand out otherwise I think was just kind of average our parents didn't buy us costumes I do remember that we had some homemade stuff and other things that were put together, but we didn't really shop for Halloween. Fair enough. What do you remember about Halloween's growing up? We always dressed up and our costumes were epic. This is where my mom really went all in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I've talked about this before, but my mom is a therapist who counsels a lot of parents. Mm-hmm. And she talks a lot about being a perfectly good parent and you don't need to be a perfectionist and all of these things. But Mm-hmm. This is the thing where she was really extra. She is a very talented seamstress, and so things were hand sewn. 
Things were hand-molded out of foam. It was an epic event in our family. And then we trick-or-treated in our neighborhood. And I did not remember this, but because my mom is here right now, Mm -hmm. I asked her. I said, Mom, did you throw some of our candy away when we got back from trick-or-treating? And she said, yes, I did. (laughs) So some of our candy went in the garbage. But my sister and I, I don't think, ever knew. Interesting. In terms of costumes... My best ever costume was made by my mom. Probably it was Miss America. I think I was in early elementary school Hmm. at some point. It was a very fancy blue mermaid outline dress where it goes straight down and then flares at the bottom like a tail. Yes. There was a sash. There was a tiara. Love it. Perfect for Texas. It was. It was very Dallas appropriate. And then I was remembering that you and I one time dressed up with a friend as pigs in a blanket in college, Mm -hmm. (laughs) where we were pigs in pink sweatshirts with a blanket around us. And then at some point in graduate school, I sewed Harry Potter robes for Andrew and me, and we still have them because they took me so long and they still fit. So I still wear those a lot. (laughs) That's the way to do it. I think pigs in a blanket is the last time I have dressed up for Halloween ever. Wow, yeah. That would have been senior year, so that makes sense. Yep. <laughs> that college peer pressure gotcha. hmm Okay, so coming up to present day, what is Halloween like for your family now? Our kids are very into Halloween this year, unlike any previous year. Towards the middle to end of September, HP made a paper chain of orange and green loops to count down the days until Halloween and had that up. I love it. When we were visiting my family over Labor Day, we were discussing Halloween costumes and talking about HP being a zombie. I'm not sure that's actually what he's going to end up as. Discussing whether or not he could keep his arms up out in front of him all night trick-or-treating. We had contests to see (laughs) who could hold their arms up the longest in the zombie position. That's hard work. There's just been so much talk about it. HP hasn't landed on a costume for the year. We're still discussing what that might be. He really wants something where he can have a sword with Mm. said costume. Okay. E is going to be a Minecraft slime. And so Mm. she was very insistent that we needed to order more toilet paper because it comes in the really big box because we (laughs) get the 48 rolls and that she needed the box that she can paint green so she can be the slime. And then she also already has made a little slime costume for her puppy, her stuffed puppy, (laughs) that can go with her that has its own candy container attached to it so that puppy can also get some candy. (laughs) Double candy. It's genius. It is. When you described how your mom loved Halloween and was went all in, that's the opposite of my approach. <laughs> my approach is do the bare minimum as little as possible. I do not get a lot of joy out of costuming my children or myself. I like the end product and seeing them costumed, but have no desire to invest time or money in that situation. So my kids have always thought that you just have to make a costume yourself with the things that are around. We have never Mm. bought costumes or gone out to really get supplies. Nice. I think the closest thing was last year I went to Goodwill to try and find a black sheet because E was a burnt marshmallow. (laughs) I can't even remember. One year HP had this whole box situation. I don't even know what he was, but he couldn't fit it on with the winter coat. 
because oh. it was really cold. So then he just put on some wolf ears that we had at the house and a cape and called himself Super Wolf and went out that way. <laughs> the kids are always questioning why we don't dress up and what are we going to dress up as. Mm. And I just tell them that we're just not very fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean... I don't know what to say. I don't really like it. And I don't really want to change who I am. So sorry you have the unfun parents, but it's who we are. I will wear the wolf ears if pressured to, but (laughs) that's about as far as I'm going. My absolute favorite costume that HP made was a ladybug. This was in preschool. And the translation from the vision in his mind to the actual costume not quite sure how all of those pieces connected, but he got a piece of cardboard and put a big piece of white paper on it. And then there were lots of squares. It was like a checkerboard almost with little ladybug wing designs within each one of those. Hmm. And then added on to little half circles on the sides for wings. It was a costume that needed some explanation as he went door to door, but sure. you could also tell lots of effort went into it. Very proud of him for getting it together and making it happen (laughs) since i'm no help clearly (laughs) i love it we have also made good use out of hand-me-down costumes that my mom had saved there was Mm. a witch costume that e has been and a pumpkin costume that hp has been on various occasions so it's great to have a few backups in case Mm -hmm. children don't have their own creation going on tell me about halloween at your house i feel like you are taking after your mom more than in alignment with my own philosophy here. It's true that I did start out kind of intense. Mm -hmm. For instance, the year I was pregnant with Pepper, I made a truly amazing bus costume out of foam for Plum. And that costume is still around. The children still both wear it and play in it. So I'm very proud that it has stood the test of time. The next year, I sewed a rainbow fairy costume, bought wings, but sewed like a rainbow skirt on a long sleeve t-shirt. Mm-hmm. I have gotten progressively less intense as our lives have gotten more full. Mm-hmm. So last year it was peak COVID. So we dressed the kids up and did an Easter egg hunt in the backyard. I purchased a costume for Pepper. He was a chicken last year. Hmm. And then my mom sewed a unicorn hat for Plum, and we just got a new pair of long pajamas Mm -hmm. that could look like a unicorn body. Yes. And then I used the same fabric that I made the rainbow fairy skirt to do like a rainbow unicorn tail on some elastic around her waist. This year, I flat out purchased everything. (laughs) There you go. Feeling great about it. Pepper wants to be Santa Claus. (laughs) (laughs) as you do which is awesome given that we don't even do santa claus in our family (laughs) that's why he needs it in his life via halloween yes apparently he does want to have santa in our family so i found a three-year-old santa suit on poshmark Mm -hmm. and purchased that it is on its way to us right now nice and then supplemented with a santa hat and a beard from amazon And then Plum wanted to be a pumpkin this year. So Hmm. I found a pumpkin costume online and bought that. Which is funny because none of my children have ever been a pumpkin, even though it's like a totally classic thing. Yeah. But it came this week, this first week of October, and she's been wearing it every day. So (laughs) hopefully the shine won't all be off by the time Halloween comes around. But like you said, we do have some backups in the dress-up trunk. Right. If we need to figure something else out, we totally can. 
This year, we are planning to trick-or-treat with masks on to our street and an adjacent street. I don't think we'll Mm -hmm. make it much further than that because there are a lot of hills in Birmingham. Yeah. It takes a while when you're knocking on every door. I always found that doing just a full block when they were younger was plenty. Yeah. In Carborough, we used to go across the street to a really nice flat neighborhood with really short blocks. And Mm -hmm. then we went a lot of places. Hmm. I was always amazed how far Plum could walk. She would be, you know, like going along, like eating candy as she went. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden she would just hit a wall and start screaming and Andrew would have to pick her up and carry her home. But yeah, it was just always so impressive how long she made it, (laughs) how much she would walk for candy. Yes. We also do neighborhood trick-or-treating. There are several different events around town. Like there's a downtown trick-or-treat a few days before Halloween. The fraternities and sororities have a day that there's Mm. trick-or-treating at the houses there. But I have always just felt like Halloween itself is plenty. We do Mm -hmm. not need multiple trick-or-treating events. HP actually asked me, he said, why is it that we only do one trick-or-treating when other families do more? And I was like, that's all I've got in me. See above, re, <laughs> us not being fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and last year we went trick-or-treating as well, and most people left the candy out. We didn't interact mm-hmm. with any people, but there was still lots of candy to be had. So we went in a pack of kids from our street, went around together, but there was hardly anyone out. We must have been some of the only people who decided to go trick-or-treating, hmm. even though it felt very safe because we were with the same people we were already interacting with and mm-hmm. really no one was out. So we'll see what it's like this year. Yeah. This year, Andrew and I are planning to dress up. He is 3D printing a little thing hmm. that he can put a light with so he can be Iron Man. It's like oh, a little shape. Okay. You know how Iron Man yes. has the... Something that's keeping him alive. What it, in his I heart. do not know, but okay. Same. But Andrew <laughs> is excited about it. And I just finished reading The Once and Future Witches by Alex yes. Harrow. And so I think I'm going to try and put together a witch costume from things love around. It. Really love that book. It was the perfect yes. October read. I love that book. And I love how much you love that book. <laughs> okay, Sarah, how do y'all handle Halloween candy in your family? Generally, it's a free-for-all. This has evolved. When they were younger, they honestly didn't get much candy because they were done with trick-or-treating after just a few houses Mm -hmm. and weren't really paying attention either to how much candy there was. Did candy go missing? Did it not? They didn't really eat a lot of candy when they were younger and so didn't totally get the whole concept. Mm -hmm. Now they are 100% in on the candy train and (laughs) love it. HP says this is his absolute favorite holiday, and we just go with it. I hate monitoring food of anyone. (laughs) Does HP eat candy for breakfast the three days following Halloween? Absolutely. And (laughs) I just feel like I would rather all the candy disappear quickly than spend an entire month having conversations about who can have what candy when, I'm sure people would say, well, Sarah, you can just set a firm rule about you only get three pieces of candy and then your children just understand the rule and that's the way that it is. That is not what has been established in our house. And (laughs) I just don't want to be in charge of it. It sounds like it's really working for you as it is. So why mess with it? Exactly. E eats her candy much more slowly. So often what happens is HP eats all of his E still has some, and then she ends up sharing with him until Mm -hmm. all the candy is gone. We also have done the switch switch, 
which I had never heard of until the day before Halloween when HP came home from kindergarten and said, is the Switch Witch coming to our house? And I said, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) But apparently at school, they discussed how in some families, the Switch Witch comes and kids can put out candy for the Switch Witch and then you get a present Mm. in exchange for said candy. And I was like, okay, I'm in. You get so much candy. We can get a craft supply or something. I think the first year we did glitter pens. And so they can choose how much candy they give to the Switch Witch. And then they get something in exchange. This year, E has specifically requested clear tape from the Switch Witch. Like, scotch tape. (laughs) 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 Because we are always out of scotch tape. And I thought, that's great. I actually just ordered tape. So that we would have it because they've been asking for tape for craft projects. And then Neil told me that E thinks the Switch Witch is bringing that. I was like, perfect. (laughs) You're so prepared. Switch Witch has some really great offerings here at our house to dole out. (laughs) I love it. So that's the candy situation. Lots of candy eating, little candy monitoring. The thing that most irritates me is the wrappers. Mm -hmm. The wrappers being everywhere. That is something that will get your candy put away. (laughs) Yeah. For a day. Fair. Is if you are leaving the wrappers all over the house. It makes me very frustrated. I hear you on the wrappers. I also hate the wrappers everywhere. The other thing that drives me bananas about my children and candy is that Pepper will open something, take a bite of it, and then not like it. And just leave a random like half chocolate bar in the couch or something like that. Yes. It's terrible. But the candy is basically a free-for-all at our house, and it really doesn't last very long. Yes. Mostly because Andrew and I eat as much of their candy as we want after they go to bed. Yes. I don't know how much longer that will really last. I think as children get older, they get better at sort of estimating volume and amounts of things, and so Mm -hmm. there may be some frustration that enters in. Yes. I'd be curious, too. We have eaten their candy in the past, for sure. But with the Switch Witch, we have a lot of candy available to us as well from that situation. And then Mm -hmm. I'm usually sick of the candy by the time we go through the Switch Witch candy. Yeah. I do have a really nice story about the free-for-all, which is that at some point, probably last year, this is when Plum would be sort of in a more logical frame of mind, is that Mm -hmm. she ate so much candy that she had a tummy ache. Mm -hmm. And then she said, you know, yesterday when I ate all that candy, I didn't really feel good. So I think I'm just going to have a couple pieces tonight, Mm -hmm. which feels like the absolute best outcome. Yes, absolutely. HP had a similar experience. I still think he might eat that much candy again. But sometimes it just takes a lot of those learning experiences to get to the place where you know the right amount of candy to be consuming in the moment. Yes, I still struggle with that from time to time. Lifelong learning. All right, before we wrap this up, do you have any Halloween tips and tricks, Sarah? I have a couple. My first one is that less is more. As I mentioned, when my kids were younger, they were super happy just visiting a couple houses. Also, we are a family of introverts, and I especially remember one child really did not like going up and knocking on strangers' doors and talking to them in order to receive said candy. That was not a fun experience. And there was one year where we hung out on the porch and handed out candy together. And that was equally fun. And Mm -hmm. we had plenty of candy at our house. No one was candy deprived. And 
letting go of the idea of what Halloween should be, because depending on the child's personality, Halloween can just be incredibly overwhelming and overstimulating and not as much fun as we think it should be for kids. Mm -hmm. Just keeping that in mind, I think, can help prevent disappointment from all parties. My other tip is to have a very easy meal that you know your children will eat before going out. In the past, we have ordered pizza, but it's a really busy pizza ordering day. Lots Mm, of people get pizzas for Halloween, and we've had a a rough go of actually getting said pizza to come to our house before. Mm. So we have been doing mac and cheese, where it's just, I know you will eat something and have something in your stomach before we go on our candy extravaganza. Perfect. What are your tips? My one tip is to let your spouse carve the pumpkin if they are into that. Oh, yes. If it were up to me, I would not carve any pumpkins in our family at all. It's not fun. But Andrew has found very awesome designs in the past. Mm. One of the best ones was Daniel Tiger's face. Yeah. Wow. So he nails that every year, and I hate it. So it's the perfect division of responsibility among the parents. I love that. I am also anti-carving pumpkins. Do not find it to be fun. And my children very much want to have pumpkins that are carved with their designs, but they cannot do it themselves. Enter Neil. Sometimes me. I don't mind scooping out the seeds. That's the part I hate the most. Oh, that part's fine. Really hate the carving part. Maybe we could be a good team sometime. Well, that's the end of our Halloween chat. Listeners, we would love to hear what you are planning, what Halloweens were like for you as a kid, and any tips and tricks you might have. Let's finish by talking about what we've been eating. I have a casserole recipe to share, which is one that we have made in our family a lot, and I was looking back in our show notes to see if I've ever talked about it before. This is the cheesy Amish breakfast casserole from All Recipes, and it's hash browns, tons of cheese, eggs, sausage or bacon, onions. You mix it all up. You bake it. It's delicious. It lasts forever. Very filling. Was a hit with all children. I thought of it because my mom made it for us this week, which made it taste even better. Sounds delicious. What have you been eating, friend? I've been eating a lot of sandwiches. Mm. We have been trying to come up with easy, fast things that we can have for dinners and lunches. And one of those things is turkey sandwiches. I had one today for lunch. I love all the condiments. I'm the only person in my family who likes condiments, but I don't know how you eat a sandwich without mayonnaise and mustard. It's so dry. Yes. Love pickles on it. And then Mm. we have pepperoncini from when I was in my salad phase, which has since passed, as we all (laughs) knew it would. But moving the pepperoncinis onto the sandwiches with the sour crunch to it, so delicious. I love it. That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Abby, and with all of you listeners. You can find out more about everything we talked about today, including what we're reading and eating, in the show notes on our website, friendlierpodcast.com. You can also leave us a comment there or on Instagram at friendlierpodcast, or you can email us, friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly. I just also loved the part in your box where you saw the kitty named Grandma. (laughs) 
I don't think I ever told you that. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? In 1997, there. Hmm. So, sorry, trace. You said 1997. Did you mean to say Mm, 77? Yes. Military rule that started in 1997. 19. (laughs) I was like, did it again. (laughs) I'm going to make it super much shorter than all of that. Here we go. (laughs) I'm just like. (laughs) Do we deprive our children? Are we terrible parents? So hard to know. Okay. 